this universe, we look at a lot of things like failure is not such a bad thing. You're not failing, you maybe you're not trying hard enough. Welcome to Ending Pending. I'm your host, Andy. I'm uh, really into gladiators. I love gladiators. And I'm Evan. I've been gone for a little bit and everyone gets delusions of grandeur. And I'm Ronnie. If you can tell by those introductions, Ending Pending is a podcast where we discuss television shows which have only lasted for a single season. We're currently covering... 2011's Thundercats Roar? Nope, just Thundercats. Just Thundercats? Just Thundercats. Thundercats. It's just called Thundercats. It is only called Thundercats. And nothing else. And nothing else. But before we get into that, I have a bit for us. Ooh, ooh, I've been, oh, I, I gotta say, it's been a while, and I am so excited to say this. What's the bit, Andy? What's the bit? Oh, Ronnie. What's the I've bit? missed this. The bit is we were gone for a month. And uh, do we talk about it or do we just pretend like we haven't disappeared? Huh. <laughs> I mean, if you're listening to this in real time, it's going to be quite evident. Um, but if you're listening it's gonna to this. It's going to be a this... nice little surprise for you. Yeah. We didn't say we were going anywhere, but now we're back. Here now we are. Back. Here we are. Surprise. You're welcome. Uh, if We've you're returned. listening to this like in order. And there hasn't been a huge gap in between the last episode. They, uh, they would still see the, the timestamps, right? Yeah, would, but how often Most people... You, yeah, what do you document <laughs> like, ooh, this was two weeks later than the last Hello from the Magic Tavern came out. What happened there? Um, but we are telling you what happened there. We just didn't want to do it. There's a lot going on. <laughs> we, Look, uh, it's the quarantine times. Yeah. Everything's bad. Everyone's... I mean, could be worse, I guess. Like, we're healthy, so that's fine. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it's the quarantine times. We got election stress. We got quarantine stress. We were, we, we were having a time, so we mm-hmm. just didn't do some independies for a while, and that's okay. Yeah. The, the, the world sucks. Vote Biden. Please vote Biden. Please. I get it. He's not great. He's not... He kind of sucks, actually. He, yeah, he's, but, he's not uh, ideal. But um, Trump is way worse. Uh, yeah. There's there's no there's no comparison between the two, really. And Lives don't, are don't, at stake. Do not believe any false equivalency nonsense that says, they're, <clears throat> oh, Trump and Biden are just as bad. They're just two cogs in the same machine. That is true to a certain extent. However, we're trying to minimize harm to the greatest number of people mm-hmm. here. We're the trying damage, to... The damage that will be done by Trump is far and away greater than the damage that would be done in just a do-nothing administration. And I think Biden is slightly better than a do-nothing. But that being said, vote Biden. Yeah. Vote Biden. This podcast is brought to you by Vote for Biden. Nope. <laughs> <It's been laughs> no. No. We, I, I don't think we've been, No, we are I, not endorsed I, by I was any gonna candidates. Say, I was going to say, right. we, we want you to vote Biden. We are not taking any uh, any campaign dollars. Though if the Biden campaign is interested in getting into the <laughs> podcast market... Um, Hit us up. We could certainly discuss this. That's certainly something to be discussed. But, no, we are not endorsed. We are not. We are not endorsing, but we are saying, please vote Biden. Yeah. And we're, we're not endorsed... We're not endorsed. Oh, okay. That's um, fine. I don't. Bye I, Biden. I, I think Biden was really in um, uh, talking about how much we hated Matt Mercer. He's really got it out for that guy. <laughs> um, but hey, the, that, those days are long those gone. Those days are those at days least, where I cuss out Matt Mercer on this podcast are long gone. Those mm-hmm. days are at least fifteen episodes gone. Um, I think the uh, very horny Nightcrawler content that was just a bridge too far for the for the Biden campaign. Yeah, um, Biden can't handle two dicks. No, 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 no. Uh, and and honestly, I'll say I'll say it here, coward. <laughs> um, you should still vote for him, though. You even should still vote for him. Super, still vote for him. He's not pro Listen, two dick Nightcrawler. But horny you content still is not for, for everybody. It's not for yeah. everybody. It's it might probably is not for Biden, but. 
you should be for Biden in the sense that you should mail in your vote for Biden. Yes. If you live in Pennsylvania, use that privacy envelope. Don't mail your vote ballot in naked. That's a big thing. Yeah. Make sure that you um, read all of the instructions on your ballot carefully, no matter where you live. Make sure that you read all of your instructions and do it exactly as they tell you to do it. I know it's very annoying. Right. Sometimes the instructions are stupid and you're like, why do I have to do this? Right. But don't give them any reason. Exactly. Exactly invalidate your mail-in ballot. Do you ever do that thing in elementary school where, like, the teacher gives you a piece of paper and it's got, like, all, like, different tasks on it, like, fill out your favorite color, do this, do this, do that, and all these just, like, random things that don't really, it doesn't take knowledge, it just takes you doing the work, and then the last, the the first um, step is, like, make sure you read every question before you start answering, and the last Mm -hmm. question is, uh, don't actually answer any of the things above. Just put your pencil down and you're done. Um, that ever uh, happened to we, you? Not exactly like that, but there definitely were yeah. some like tricks on tests that teachers would pull just right. to fuck with your little right. child brain where yeah. they would say like, oh, um, like leave this answer blank or something like yes. that. Yeah. But only at the end of a much longer series of instruction. Yeah. I right, know what you're right. talking about that. Yeah. That is what this, I want to say this is what this feels like this whole ballot thing. Like, Oh, mm-hmm. like it's a special trick to make sure you read all the instructions. But also it very much is that because there's an entire party that would very much like you to not, uh, get your ballot counted. So it is, it is yeah. a little bit of a, of a, uh, skills test. And that mm-hmm. sucks, but just yeah. just uh, adhere to the skills test this time, and then we'll figure it out. I guess next time, who knows? Yeah, there are definitely shadows in this of the like voter literacy tests yeah. that they used to make people do. Um, uh, that they used to make black people do. Yeah, <laughs> very specific. It's not like uh, I would have had the uh, same experience, um, but but yeah, yeah. There's definitely a lot of voter suppression happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, which sucks. Which is bullshit. Yeah. I think like, we could take a pretty hard stance the board, on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's almost like they're starting to say the quiet parts out loud. Like I literally heard a Republican senator be like, we don't want everyone to vote because yeah. we don't. Our aim isn't a, a, a democracy. Our aim is like justice and freedom. And I'm like, what the fuck are you saying? Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, Shut I, the fuck up. <laughs> like, everyone should get to vote. There's a, a Mitch McConnell interview going around where the the Fox News host is kind of like, yeah, can you believe Obama left all these seats open on the judiciary? And Mitch McConnell's like, well, I did that. Like, I made sure that that couldn't happen. Like, I didn't want his judges on there. And the Fox News host was like, and thank you for that. And I was like, cool, cool, cool. Mm. Love mm. the fall of democracy. This is how democracy dies. Mm. Anywho, y'all want to talk? Did you have a bit, or was it just us ranting about uh, U.S. politics? I mean, the bit went places, and that's that's fine. Um, let's talk about these these cats. We watched episode 16, 17, 18, 19, and twenty of uh, Thunder. Thunder. Thunder cats. Yeah. Evan, what? What uh, what what happened in these five uh, episodes? So you will recall from many eons ago <laughs> that we we left in the middle of a two part. I love that. I love. Can I just jump in real quick? I know you just started the uh, the recap, but I love that we left on like a two month hiatus, mm-hmm. like in between episode, in between part yeah. one and part two. Yeah, of, uh, these episodes. Trials of, of Lion O, part one and two. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so uh, it, it really is a different show when we come back. So it's it's like it's like we're doing a second one. Yeah. Um, so the the what's going on is Lino is dead as fuck. He got he got killed. Uh, he got thrown off a cliff and died. And he's in the afterlife uh, doing these trials like Yusuke Urameshi to come back to life basically. And meanwhile, his friends are like raiding Mumra's temple. Uh, cause Mumra is trying to get some other thing. He's trying to get some other artifact. Anyway, the squad is doing battle with Mumra. Lion-O is dead and he's in the afterlife doing these kind of asinine like trials that are supposed to like test his leadership and his empathy and his ability to be a good Lion King guy. Uh, so he's there. 
we'll go into them later, but he succeeds and he comes back to life. And meanwhile, in the real world, Tigra is like the de facto leader of the group. And he's like not doing super great. And there's a lot of like, oh, I wish Lion-O was here, even though Lion-O to this point has really not demonstrated any leadership skills whatsoever. Suddenly they need him now that he's uh, now that he's dead. So he comes back and they're all like, yay. And um, Mumra, they, they keep doing this thing with Mumra where they encounter Mumra and they fight him, but they don't actually like defeat him like they permanently. They keep doing like these pre-boss fights. This is like the third one that has happened. So they encounter Mumra, they get away and everything's fine, but Mumra's not dead and none of them are dead. In fact, one of them is back to life again now. Um, episode 17 is called Native Son. Uh, we get Tigra's whole, like, backstory. We know that Tigra was adopted by Lionel's family. We don't really know the circumstances. Turns out he was put in a, a hot air balloon, like Moses, but a hot air balloon <laughs> by it's like his... steampunk Moses. Yeah. <laughs> by his tiger family, uh, and just sort of arrived in the capital city, Thundera. Is the Thundera. planet Thundera? Thundera no, is the, the city. is Third Earth. Oh, right. Okay. So, uh, yeah, he just arrives there and the, the, uh, the royal couple, the king and his wife, uh, like have had problems conceiving apparently. And they find this little tiger baby and they're like, well, he's our baby now. Uh, and then they have a biological baby and they're just like, actually, never mind, little tiger baby. You're kind of not our son anymore. <laughs> um, so he grows up with that hanging over him. And uh, in this episode, they run into like his actual clan of people he's related to. And he's like, why the heck did you guys do that? Why did you send me off in a hot air balloon? Uh, and they're like, oh, funny story, actually. Uh, we made a, a bad deal with like a, a horrible pride demon thing or like a family of there's multiple of these like pride demons that they made some kind of dark bargain with and the the demons were like you have to sacrifice your son to us and uh tigra's dad put him in a hot air balloon and just shooed him away you know it was like uh in star wars how Ray's family sold her into slavery. <laughs> to, except it was actually not that bad. It's not yeah, as bad as selling her and like selling your child into slavery. Tigra would have been a king yeah. if things had worked out. Anyway, so now that Tigra is back, the uh, the cabal of evil pride demons are like, ah, he's back now. You have to sacrifice him to us. And um, Tigra undoes the curse by uh, like helping someone he forgives his daddy okay okay uh he forgives his dad and because that's an act of like compassion and selflessness it destroys the bargain with the these pride demons and everything's fine now um even though i feel like that really glosses over the fact that they were just gonna kill him and it like they they were just fine with that anyway uh so they they leave. Obviously, there's not a, a great relationship between these two individuals, so th they just carry on their, their quest and just pretend that never happened, I guess. Um, episode 18 is called Survival of the Fittest, and uh, this is the Wily Kit, Wily Cat backstory exposition episode. Uh, they had a big family out on a farm. Their father grew giant carrots. And then the the movie Twister happened and destroyed their whole farm, and uh, their family was very poor. And their father their father died, right? Yeah, this, he got yeah. he got Jonathan Kented by the tornado. Yeah, <laughs> so their father died in this tornado, and their mother was like struggling to feed them. And so the the Wileys the Wiley siblings left home for the big city so that like secretly so that their mom would have fewer mouths to feed and could provide better for all of their many brothers and sisters uh and they fell into crime and th this is all framed by uh this hunting trip that the two of them are going on with uh uh panthro and chitara uh and they're trying like 
they're trying to get food for the the adventuring party and Wily Kit and Wily Cat are both like, oh no, we can't kill the cute animals. Uh, and then a larger, scarier, uncute animal arrives and they beat the shit out of that animal. Uh, and then the, the cute animals have a family and they're like, oh no, it's good that we saved the cute animals because they have a family. And then the cute animals gave them some berries so that they wouldn't be hungry. And um, it's, I feel like the message there was very convoluted, but I guess we'll talk about that further later. Um, so episode 19 is called The Pit. It's the gladiator episode. They go to this uh, city. It's a dog city. It's like all of different types of dogs, just like the way uh, Thundera is ruled by different types of cats. And there's this woman cat person gladiator and of course gladiators by and large are slaves she's an enslaved cat person and uh Lionel's like we have to save that cat from slavery because slavery's bad when other people do it to cats <laughs> and only in that specific <laughs> circumstance Lionel has so. a good heart he is just very ignorant of the decades and centuries of history of his own people yeah, so he's trying to save the the lady cat gladiator by himself doing some gladiator shit. And she, like, doesn't want to be saved because she perceives him as, like, a failure of a king, basically. Like, he's abandoned their people and he didn't... I think her beef is that she, he didn't, like, protect them from the, the fall of the cat city. Uh, and he's like, I'm trying to help you. And she's like, I don't want help from you, which like seems fairly true because she's very competent. Um, but ultimately like they come to an understanding and, uh, they like, they're, they're in a like gladiator battle together where he, he like Lionel infiltrated the gladiators to try to help her and she refused his help. So now they're actually fighting in the ring and they, in the midst of their fight, come to like uh, uh an understanding and they you know as all good respect. diplomatic understandings happen it's in the midst of combat and, and, yeah. and, and fighting if we so just they, did all the war then we would figure out how to be friends with each other yeah so they like forgive each other mid combat and then turn to the the dog emperor and they're like we can't fight anymore because we respect each other and the dog is like, as a dog, I respect that. So you guys can leave. <laughs> You're not enslaved anymore. <laughs> Congratulations. Um, also, there's uh, like a side plot where Panthro and this uh, like Doberman dog uh, had like they were on a team together. Uh, they were like supposed to fight each other. And Panthro like left so we wouldn't have to fight his his bro, his buddy. And the dog assumed that he left out of cowardice. And Panthro was like, no, I left because I didn't want to have to kill you or, or whatever. And so then they reconcile. And um, then the, the, the gladiator Catwoman tells the adventuring party about a mine where there's a bunch of other enslaved cats. And they're like, Great, we have to go free all those other enslaved cats. Never mind the entire Colosseum full of gladiator slaves who are here right now where we are. We gotta go to another place and save specifically and exclusively the cat right, slaves. Right, So um, that's what they do. They go to this mine. This episode, episode 20, is called Curse of Ratilla. They go to this mine that's run by rats and where they enslave cats the rats want this sword that's in the mines somewhere it's uh very much like indiana jones in the temple of doom where they're running this operation with these slaves to try to find this ancient artifact the end of the the end of the conflict is that lino fights this rat king this uh this rat king in samurai armor and uh frees all of the thundercat slaves which is i guess and he gets helped by a rat who he had saved there was a rat slave driver who lionel saved from his gladiator friend and then that rat saved oh, lionel okay yeah 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 i remember it kind of echoed that first episode with the lizards it's like poetry it rhymes 
Yeah. <laughs> all right. Let's. Uh, good job, Evan. Yes. Thanks. Yes, that was all five episodes. Uh, there's some meat on these dog bones. Mm-hmm. Uh, hey, Andy. Yeah. These five episodes of 2011's Thundercats. Did they, did they work for you? Okay. Here's the deal. Thundercats is not a good show. Hmm. Hot take. But these episodes worked for me. Hmm. It could be because of the gap. It could be because the voice actors are just great. Mm-hmm. Or it could mm-hmm. be because there was a really gay episode. But yeah. these episodes worked for me. Very good. Very good. Hey, Evan. Yes, Ronnie. These five episodes of Matt Mercer's Thundercats, <laughs> uh, did they work for you? Hmm. I'm struggling more and more with the sort of philosophical underpinnings mm, of this show. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I don't like hate it. I don't hate watching it, but I do get frustrated sure. watching it. And I think that that kind of again, also maybe because of the gap, maybe that was fresher and more apparent here. So I'm going to say these episodes did not work for me because I was so distracted by like kind of the flaws and internal logic that I keep seeing in it. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to say no. Interesting. Hey, Ronnie. Hey, yeah. Did these five episodes of Thundercats work for you? These five episodes? Uh, I'm going to say they did. Yeah. They weren't like offensive to my senses. I agree with you, Evan. Like, there's a lot going... We'll talk about a lot going on here where it's just like, I don't... I don't know what we're doing here in terms mm-hmm. of, like, this team or in terms of, like, the point of this show existing. Um, yeah. But, at worst, the episodes were just kind of boring. And at best... Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a fun raccoon. The we got raccoon the raccoon, was fun. Yeah. and we got some some fun dogs. We got some woof woofs, as as my <laughs> as my daughter calls them. Um, <laughs> except she goes, ooh, ooh. so um, nailed it. Yeah, thank you. Um, I've got lots and lots of exposure to that impression. Um, so yeah, let's uh, let's take a quick break, and we'll come back talk about what worked for us about these five episodes of Thundercats. We are back better than ever, and we have a message for you from uh, from our friends over at Trans Artist of the Day. Excellent Twitter. Very good. This episode of Ending Pending is brought to you by Trans Artist of the Day on Twitter. Listen, listen. Andy and Evan, are you listening? I'm, I'm listening. listening. Oh, no, that wow. was, that was cute. <laughs> um, now that you're listening, I can say... I can I can remind you because we're all in this together. We're all looking for new art to enjoy and artists to support. And we have the opportunity to talk about two awesome artists today. You want to you want to hear about them? Yes, yes please. please. Uh, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> this Okay, keep going. This is the I'm rest just, of the show. This is yeah. <laughs> you guys got to time it out. Um the first artist we're going to talk about is one that we are we are very familiar with. It's uh it's Ross Garrison. Uh, Ross uh, has been working with with us and podcast friendly with us for quite some time. Um, created the art for our friends podcast. What you call it? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and created the art for our friends podcast. Uh, mock footage. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he also does tons of other really, really cool art. Um, wonderful il- illustrator streams on Twitch, twitch.tv slash cat lamps, like a lamp that is also a cat. Um, cat lamps. Cat lamps. I've uh, uh, I've commissioned Ross twice now. Ross is great and uh, I love his art and he's he's real cool. Very fun. Very if fun. you give him money, he'll give you art. It's, it's wild. I love the minis. I love uh, Ross's minis. Yeah, they're, they're very, very cute. So very cheeky, cute, so adorable. Very cute. 
like cartoony sort of a style, very very illustrative. Yes, really sweet. He he does some really cool uh, like tarot card inspired stuff too, which I'm very into. Very cool. Very cool. You can find more uh, from uh, Ross, like I said, twitch.tv slash catlamps and on Twitter at Ross underscore Garrison. That's G-E-R-S-O-N. Um, also, we want to support um, Evan. Not not me. No, different no, Evan. no, it's Evan. <laughs> Evan. Evan Besser. Uh, yeah, different Evan. Uh, Evan, a uh, lovely comic creator. Um checked out their insta and just the most adorable creatures just the the best little critters with those big old eyes that look up at you like you know what i was thinking the other day is we saw a real live raccoon in person for the first time me and kirsten and I do, wait back up yeah you've never seen a real real raccoon until a few days ago i'm a city boy evan i'm up here oh, wow. in, in the city <laughs> Philly. I guess there's raccoons in the city. I don't know. I, yeah, I live in the suburbs. They eat garbage. That's yeah. what they. That's their preferred terrain. Apparently, our neighbors have uh, tenants in their garage and their raccoons. <laughs> um, and it was terrifying because those things uh, frightened me quite a bit. Um, and I, I remarked to Kirsten, I was like, "Is there a bigger gap in all of anything than the way woodland creatures look in like cartoons and the way woodland creatures are in real life. It's, it's a huge gap. They're actually terribly frightening. Um, this is my opinion, but also that of the world's. Um, but if you go over to Evan Besser's, uh, Insta over to their Twitter, it's just the cute cuddly kind with the big old eyes that look up at you. Like, I'm not going to hurt you. I'm Evan gonna... Besser is doing the Lord's work yeah. by taking what you perceive to be horrible, terrifying creatures and making them sweet and lovable. They're I so love this one with all the sunflowers. Yes. It's very yes. cute. It's so it's so cute. I wish Looking I had... at Evan Besser's art, it makes me feel happy inside. Yeah. Oh, it's so it's so good. It's so good. You can see this art uh on Twitter at uh Star Tease. That's S-T-A-R. T-E-A-S, all one word. Uh, same thing on Instagram, at Star Tease. And check out all their good, good art. Toss them a commission. Uh, toss them just like some, some encouragement, a retweet. Boost that post. Uh, you can find more amazing artists to follow at Trans Artists of the Day on Twitter. At Trans underscore Artists. Again, that's Trans Artists of the Day. At Trans underscore Artists. And remember, stay kind to yourself and, I would argue more importantly, others. All right. We watched all five of them and there's there's definitely some good bits, clearly, because me and, me and Andy apparently love this show. Uh, what worked for us about these five episodes of Thunder, Thunder, Thundercats? The Gladiator episode. Yeah, I'm very transparent. I love Gladiators. That was a good anything, episode. Yeah, anything with Gladiators, great. And then also the extremely gay backstory with uh, Panthro. Panthro and the the Doberman yeah. guy. Panthro yeah. has gay energy yeah. with all of these old like war buddies he's got. Like he had it with uh, Jaga. Was that his name? Mm-hmm. No. Groon. Groon. He had it with Groon. He had this really gay backstory with Groon, and then he gets a second really gay backstory with this dog gladiator. Yeah. And, like, he left because they were going to have to fight to the death, and he loved his his boyfriend so much that he couldn't do it. And the dog is like, did you leave because you thought you couldn't beat me? And Panther was like, no, I left because I loved you. And I want to kiss you on the mouth. (laughs) And And you're a dog. You're a dog and I'm a cat. And we're in love with each other and we're best gladiator bros. And I couldn't bring myself to hurt you. And it's so gay. It's so gay. It's quite gay. It's the gayest shit I've ever seen. It went just like that, I'm sure. (laughs) My memory is very clear and it definitely went just like that. It happened just like that. Um, I think, I would argue that... um, Panthro's backstory with the Doberman is uh, like 
for whatever reason, I got more like sexual chemistry from that one than the one with Grun. Oh, personal yeah. opinion. Yeah. yeah, no, it's it, the one with Grun was very gay. This is gayer. <laughs> I personally had canoned the relationship with Grun as platonic. This definitely had gay vibes, gave me gay vibes. Now, I don't want to give the show, like, credit for that, because they obviously did not actually do the thing and, le- like... It's all subtext, the- yeah. Yeah, they didn't give us real representation, but I did... We do love to see it. We love mm-hmm. to see it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this this one, like, it was it was nice. And it, it I, I, like, I didn't see it coming, either. Like, I mean, it was early enough to close to the epi- beginning of the episode that, like, they had really painted the dogs as, like, bad guys, and so when... Panthro, because Panthro is so well-rounded and it has had such a life before joining this team um, when they do, when they kind of like uh, embrace, when they embrace so softly and gently and and (laughs) pat each other's fur. um, It was like such a, such a nice, like, you know, in any of these shows, in any of these episodes, it's like, it's always conflict. And so when there's like a place we can just rest and just like have some backstory that's not so toxic, uh, it's grand. It's wonderful. So yeah, this, this episode written by, because I, I paid attention to who wrote these episodes because the, the episode 16 was actually written by Will Friedell, um, who played, oh, who neat. is Eric from Boy Meets World also plays lion Um, he's also Terry McGinnis on Batman Beyond. Yes. Yes. Um, this episode was written by Garfield. The cat? Um, this episode was written by Todd Garfield. Uh, I thought that was fun. Um, and Todd Garfield did a good job. Definitely the best episode of the bunch. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, uh, I thought Tigro's backstory was, like, interesting. I'm glad that I know it. I can't say I liked it. Like, I can't say it, uh, it was a... A backstory that filled me with positive, happy feelings, but it right. certainly was interesting. It was very elucidating as to why Tigra is the way he is and feels the way he feels. Yeah, yeah. it's it's very strange that Tigra, everything about Tigra, like makes him out to be like the protagonist, but he's not, and it's it feels very strange to me. And so, like, Tiger continues to be the best part of the show, and that's a positive. Mm -hmm. But it's also kind of a negative, because why the fuck is Lionel in charge? Does that make sense? I mean, it's what we've, you've, you've been saying that exact thing for, like, 20 episodes now. But, like, especially with this backstory, where, like, he's a child who's sent away from this kingdom, and he gets adopted, and, like, they show... Him playing with like a toy sword and a crown and his mom, his new mom calls him my little prince. And like, it's so beautiful and happy. And then she comes to tell him uh, that she's having another child and she stops calling him little prince. And the crown like disappears off his head like it was Thanos snapped. And like, it's crushing. Yeah. And that sort of shit is what happens to... A protagonist in a story like Mm -hmm. Lionel hasn't had any of those sort of challenges or struggles and was just kind of like given this destiny and it feels like it should be Tigress. Yeah. Yeah. This is like I don't want to say this is a negative because it's not bad storytelling, but it's really fucked up how shitty uh, Lionel's parents treated Tigra. Like, yeah. they adopted this little boy and then, like, demoted him, essentially. As soon as they found out they were having, like, their own biological child, they were like, oh, good news, we have a real kid now, so, um... They wrote him yeah. into the line of secession and then removed him. Yeah. yeah. Very, very fucked up. Very bad of them. Very it's bad, it. abusive parenting of them. It's interesting because... We get so many um, flashbacks on this show, which is something I'll talk about later. Um, this flashback was different in the sense that it was very stylized. Like you said, like the the crown kind of disappeared when um, Lionel and Tiger's mother and father walk away to like go give birth to Lionel. They kind of like fade into the background and it's all just very like I could see this being like 
unreliable narrator kind of thing, which would be not great, but it would at least like make more sense as to why Tigra is not in charge, is not the protagonist. Um, I was waiting for them to capitalize on that and they never did. It was just like any other flashback. Uh, and it just, you know, I think this episode in general just leaves a little to be desired because like you said, like we want this to be the turning point where it's like, no, now Tigra is in charge and there's just the, the stakes don't seem quite as high as they ought to be here. Yeah, I the what they're uncovering here emotionally doesn't quite line up with the relationship that Lion-O and Tigra have thus far. Right. Like Lion-O is weirdly like resentful of Tigra and is like, you know, dissing. He's like jealous of Tigra all the time. And he's like dunking on him. And Tigra has been, I mean, with a few exceptions, most of them recent Tigra has been just a, a good, competent, sensible guy with strong leadership skills. Yeah, and having seen all of this backstory, like, you would really expect that Tigra would have much more resentment toward Lion-O, and if he doesn't have resentment toward Lion-O, you would think that in itself would be kind of like a character thing to explore. You know, like, if he's really that good of a guy that he he doesn't blame Lion-O for you know, losing his princehood uh, and he doesn't, like, harbor any resentment that you would think that would inform their relationship to some... It, it's just, uh, it's underutilized. It's a perfectly, perfectly decent backstory, but they could have done so much more with it. This is off the topic of Tigra being the best thing ever, but um, I love the raccoon. I love this little this little tricksy kind of foppish uh, raccoon thief mm-hmm. and his uh, kleptomancy. Uh, <laughs> I just thought it was a great B plot, and it made me smile a whole lot. And I I want to be this raccoon's best friend. I love that his name is Took It. Also, it's very mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm. Everything about the raccoon is great, and. Uh, he should also be the protagonist of this entire show. Because um, just him going around, like, having a good time, like, mm-hmm. stealing stealing shit and Rube Goldberg, like, schemes and whatnot is more interesting than Lion-O. Yeah. I will say, we can, we can get pretty deep into our Lion-O hate if we allow ourselves. Um, I remarked um, late in episode 16, which is the Lion-O comes back to life episode um he fails the trial and jaga is like okay well now it's time to die and lino's like i'll give my soul away in order to go back just for a day and jaga's like all right and then he didn't have to do it that was the test all along yeah yeah that was the test that was the real test (laughs) which is like you know your mileage may vary on that plot point <laughs> but i do think that we have gotten a new and improved liono since then i haven't hated liono nearly as much from that point forward um, um i i agree with you ronnie i do think he has been better um i had some issues with the test yeah um but i agree that uh liono has been better and it is also nothing against Wolfred L. I think Wolfred L. is a phenomenal voice actor. Um, he's doing the best he can with what he's got here. No, I mean, this is, <laughs> this is, you know, when it comes to voice actors, I don't think we can blame Wilfred L. for the fact that Lion-O is a, a bad protagonist and should not be the no. king of Thundera. That's, <laughs> no, it that's is not, not Wilfred L.'s fault. fault. <laughs> um, I also liked um, in that episode, you know, the the... The team outside of Wiley Kit, like, really moves on from Lion-O's death. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, like, I like that it wasn't, like, a Lazarus mission kind of thing of, like, how do we bring lion Like, they're all just like, no, like, lion died. Like, that is a thing that happens in this world, and we need to move forward. They and start they, calling Tiger a king. Yeah, yeah. And which like, is great. And I will say, this was a real bad thing, because now that Tiger was the king, he started saying whiskers. As a as a as a swear, um, which like I was willing to give Matt Mercer the opportunity, um, 
but it doesn't Matt Mercer couldn't make it work. So it just doesn't work. Let, let's 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 like write it out of the show at this point. Um, and Tigra starts to use his whip more. We had we had so little whip until now. And, and, and he's lost his gun. It seems he's back to his whip. Um, good things happening. I was just I was just happy that like there was like a weight to the fact that lion died for the characters because there clearly was not a weight as far as the show goes. Can we talk about bad stuff now? Uh, yes. Yes, we can. Gladiator shit was great. One more time. I just want to throw it out there that Gladiator was great. okay. Now, Gladiators was are great. Good. now we can talk about bad stuff. Why do every other animal, this is a, this is just one quick. I want to get out there. Every animal, all the dogs, the lizards, uh, what did we see? We saw some frog people. They look like dogs and lizards and frog people that were made to stand upright and talk. And all of the cats just look like people with cat ears, latex or not latex, but like like what is lycra suits with cat ears. Except mm-hmm. even even Panther, Panther just looks like an orc. Panther doesn't even look like he's got cat ears on. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's so weird to like have like like they had like bulldogs whose faces were like as big as their bodies because that's how bulldogs actually are mm-hmm. and and that's they're just, bred that way and it slowly murders them yep it's it's, it's just the, the the humanoid nature of the cats is so weird on its own but even more so when it's like put against like the lit like these are dogs. These are literal dogs yeah. that learned. Or the st- elephant, the elephant people who were enormous, physically yes. much larger and had trunks and had like they didn't like they didn't have normal like human hands. You know, they had like elephant feet that were kind of hand like. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So like. Yeah, yep. I, it is very weird. This buff uh, human has some sexy cat ears and mm-hmm. a little bit of fur. Um, but this dog is a literal like Doberman who's just like just a dog ass dog. Look how tall I am. I'm, I can, yep, I'm on my a, hind legs now. Just just a dog ass dog. Dog ass dog. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I continue to struggle with why why do we want the cats in charge? Like I'm just not nope. convinced. Like uh, clearly, Lionel has not gotten it yet about like. Slavery is bad. It's always bad when you enslave people, even if they're the not not the same species question mark race as you. Why? Like the cats have done nothing to demonstrate that they are competent leaders. And so the fact that anyone is helping them or supporting them, the fact that we, the audience, are rooting for them just doesn't make a lot of sense at this point. It's very difficult to grasp. Um, Also, I have a I have a little bit of. A beef with the uh, uh, the trials of Lionel thing. Uh, the I agree with you guys that Lionel did like get better as a character after that, but I think the trials themselves were very stupid and very poorly written. Like especially yeah. the one where he's fighting with Panthro and he can't win the hand to hand combat, so he's like. Wait, I've just remembered. I'm the king. I order you to lose. Yeah. <laughs> like, what did what did he learn from that? What the hell? Right. Also, right. like, and, this hasn't been a lesson that Lionel has needed to learn. Yes. Yes. It, in the first episode, he's like, "Oh, like, I'm more interested in technology than this other shit, and like, we should treat the lizards like people." But he doesn't really have this arc of, like, needing to accept that he's the king like Aragorn has. Mm -hmm. And so this lesson of him, like, coming to terms with his title and his royalty really didn't feel like a lesson he needed. Every episode up to this point has been Tigra saying, hey, I think we should do this. And Lionel saying, oh, listen, I'm the king. So it's like, yeah, <laughs> we, we, we know that you know you're the king. Yeah. Like, let's, what we, else can we, we know, learn from this? We know that you have no trouble bossing people around right. whenever it suits you. You do it all the time. I think really the opposite should have happened. He should have learned some kind of lesson about humility where he was told to like order people to do something and then realize that he could only like connect with them through compassion rather than telling them what to, you know, he needed that. He needed yeah. that arc, not the opposite where he has a friend who he already likes and has a positive relationship and he has to learn to boss that person around. 
to to um, go to go back to your first point, Evan, about the like philosophical nature of the show and why we are like fans of the cats. Like this show has become um, like literally just we are going to visit this other species of animal. We are going to learn about how they've been oppressed and why it has led them to side with Mumra against the cats. And then Mm -hmm. they help Lionel. And like, (laughs) we're going to do nothing with this information. We're going to do nothing. Like that doesn't work unless like Lionel really takes that to heart. And, and like, you know, they, they like, I don't, I don't want to make it. I mean, I know we, we started this podcast off with like a big political message, but I don't want to make this too much of like a, like, but like you need policy changes in order to like show that like you are interested in this, not just, well, you didn't kill me, so I won't kill you. And now we have understood each other. Like there is peace in our lifetimes. What What is happening now is that we are getting these big, larger than life, ancient stories, these myths and legends from the origins of all of these creatures. And every single time I'm like, I just want to watch that show like that. Yeah. Seems, like I want to watch like how the rats like found this, you know, shadow sort of omens and how they, you know, sought to use it. And I want to see like where the dogs first came from and the origins of the pit and Panthro and, you know, the, the, the Spartacus esque Ben Hur esque homoerotic undertones of, of, uh, of, uh, Dobo and, um and and panther like that's what i want to see and if all we're gonna see is like what like the like what becomes of that of like these cats are just questionable leaders questionable at best leaders and they don't actually even when they're confronted with it don't change anything like i like don't show me this backgrounds then like don't show me the like don't make me feel empathy for these characters that the characters of the show are not going to feel empathy for. I also have a, uh, a problem with the sort of ideological underpinning of the Wiley kit, Wiley cat backstory episode, uh, because so they were hunting these cute animals, right? And both Wiley kit and Wiley cat were like, no, I feel too bad. I can't kill the cute animals. Oh, look, the cute animals have families. We can't kill them. Uh, and the show framed this as right. It, it said, you know, it in the language of uh, of television told us that Wiley Kit and Wiley Cat were were correct for not hunting these cute, good vegetarian animals. Yet they um, when the cute vegetarian animals were attacked by a less cute animal, a less cute carnivore animal, they beat the shit out of that animal. <laughs> and I'm like. That animal also reproduces and almost certainly also, if not now, at some point, will have to feed its offspring and will have a family. You know, it's not as cute as these weird little like gazelle bird things, these little anime critters. But what I don't I don't get it. It's like it's a, it's, it's a long it's a long road to walk to a just give backstory to Wiley Kit, Wiley Cat, and also to get to the point where it's like, oh, we could just eat fruits and vegetables. Like, we yeah. don't have to eat meat. When it's like, we haven't seen them eat meat this entire show. The only thing they've really eaten are those weird, like, candy coconuts yeah. that, that are in the tree. Like, we, we we know we could have just done this. Like, what was the point of, like, being like, yeah, we found food. Look, they're berries. And it, everyone's like, mm-hmm. berries? And it's like, you, you know, like, what? What kind of survivalist are you? Like, this was an if, option from Jump if the Street. Point, yeah, if the point was, like, if the whole episode was vegetarianism is good, then I feel like that whole bit with the less cute creature they beat up should not have been in there at all. Like, yeah. that's that just totally, like, contradicted the whole point. It's like, wh- okay, you don't want to eat the cute ones. I get it. It didn't Why is it okay? at all with, like, the backstory of, like, we had hard times and then we were starving and then we set out on our own and then we had to steal in order to eat, which we didn't like to do. But then we started to do that all the time. It's like mm-hmm. that there was no parallel whatsoever to what yeah. that was happening in yeah, like the, modern day. 
the parallel would have been like, you know, things are hard sometimes and sometimes we have to kill the cute animals to survive, but that's okay because we're doing it for the greater good. We're doing it to get by and so our friends can live, you know. Right. That would have been a more logical parallel to their backstory, but I, I think the point of the modern day story was Panthro and Chitara were like, "We're gonna toughen you kids up. We're gonna teach you how to how to survive and how to get by." And then Wily Kit and Wily Cat were like, "We've been on our own and surviving on our own this whole time, and we're gonna do it our way, not your way." I think that's what it was trying to say. Yeah, I could see that, but. But I agree with both of you that it, it, it got really lost in this cute animal versus mean animal versus yeah. like it, it lost itself with the backstory on top of it. But I think that was the point of the episode. Yeah, it, I mean, I agree with you. That's probably what they were trying to do. But like you said, they didn't do a good job. Yeah, if only one third of us picked up on that as we were watching it. Then uh, they did not successfully no. communicate that. Yeah. No. Um, this is kind of going back to Lino again, but in the Gladiator episode, he just kept screaming at this Gladiator woman that I'm your king. And uh, well, he learned that he had to do that in the trials yeah. with, with Jago. He just has to keep um, saying that, and then he won't die. It, it felt really sick and gross. Like this woman is enslaved, and. Lord knows what she's had to do in this gladiator pit right. to like get by. I'm sure she's had to kill like a lot of people that she didn't want to. And then Lino just shows up and starts judging the shit out of her right. and is like screaming at her like, I'm your king. Um, Again, not to take this to like a political place, but it is very paralleling to a president saying, it's me, your favorite president, sending a message out to six million people infected with a virus. It's just like, yeah, like what good has that done me that you are my president? What good has it done me that you are my king? I am in a bad place right now. And uh, like it, it anytime uh, a dude screams at a woman. Uh, it just kind of like starts shooting up flags for me. Mm-hmm. And so like Lino's screaming at this enslaved gladiator woman that he's in charge and she just needs to stop fighting him and listen to him and he's going to save her. And can't she see that he's trying to save her and he's her king? It was just gross. Like all of all of that was bad. Gladiator episode itself still rules. Still a good episode. Still the best of the bunch. But uh the the bits with Lionel screaming at new character yeah. uh, were were not great. Did the, not the, like that. The good like if if this had a, a video game good ending of this episode, it would have been that Pumira, which is the character of of who is the slave woman. Her name is literally just Pumira, which I understand is <laughs> trying to do like a Puma thing, but it just sounds like Pumira. Um, <laughs> She would have killed Lionel, taken the Sword of Omens, pointed to Mount Plundar, which, again, Mount Plundar, love the naming that is going on in this show, um, and just said, like, hey, we're going to go rescue some people, be with me or not, and she would be New King. Um, that's that's the good ending of this episode. But And then um, Dobo would have given a little smooch to Panthro. Mm-hmm. Um... What else? Um, Mumra sucks. Yeah, Mumra is yeah, so villain. uninteresting. Do not care about no. him at all. It it is literally just like, you know, I know a lot of these '80s shows were made to sell toys, um, and you know, a lot of that inspired like the the video games that we have now of just literally rolling up on Bowser a different form of Bowser every single time and having to fight him the same way but like down to the fact that he has the same little monologue of like you know change these tired bones into Mumra the ever living or whatever like Mm -hmm. it's just we we know what to do every time we know the button combination to hit to like skip past which is the other problem I have with this show the stakes are always super low there's never Mm -hmm. any high stakes in this entire show like even even at the end of the episode that we all love i think you talked about evan how the 
how the dog was just like, I like accept you. What actually happens is the dog is like, well, if you both forfeit, you both die. And then mm-hmm. I guess the crowd is like, no. And the dog's like, well, you've won over the crowd. So I don't mean what I just said. You're both free. Actually. Yeah, he says something about like, you, you have loyalty and dogs right. value this. So right, I've been right. convinced now that it was, we don't it, actually need to kill you. Yeah. It was a, a complete 180 flip that happened within three seconds of like, you're both going to die now. And it's like, oh, how are they going to get out of this one? And the dog's just like, hmm, I've reconsidered. <laughs> Like yeah. it's every even like the tiger episode. Like I, I that's the episode where I wanted the two part or learning about his family and his backstory and like, oh, they're actually cursed and are terrible monsters at nighttime. And like, how are we going to fix this? Like there's just like so much build up and so much world building and then so much hand waving where it's just like, nope, nope, nope. It's gone. It's over. Don't even worry about it. He fixed it. Yay. He fixed it. And we're going to We'll never on. have to think about this again. Exactly. Like, it's, it's, I don't, I don't love that at all. He forgave his father and now it's fine. Yeah. I, like, I understand that this is very much kind of ripped from the 80s. This is, this is taking the show and making it modern and adding some modern elements. But. If you're not going to do something new, if you're not going to say something new, if you're not going to go different places, don't bother remaking a show. I don't I don't care how much nostalgia is baked into it. The only other thing that I have that is that is bad is that we are basically ending on another part one of part two. Um, and so you have to it's, it's a real cliffhanger, real cliffhanger. Those of you who are only living the Thundercat life through these ending pending episodes, you got to wait to see what happens because Mumra's on the way to get the shadow sort of omens. He mm. wants it. Yeah, um, it's not. A, at least this time, it's not officially a part one and part two. No, but no, but it's it just, is basically. Yeah, we didn't. Uh, we didn't have one of those nice self-contained episodes that we never have to think about again. Right. Now, <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah. So, so basically, what we're saying is, uh, give us two months to meditate on this, and we'll we'll be back <laughs> with uh, part two of with our uh, newest hot hot takes we, about <laughs> tiger cat, uh, tiger cat, thundercats, tiger cats. We end thundercats next time, though. Do oh, we? Is this the end? Yeah, I yeah. Guess so. We it's- only have four episodes left. No, we have six, I six, think, right? But yeah, that'll that'll be yeah, that'll, it. We'll that'll, that'll be the, that'll be the uh, wrap up. Yeah, um, uh, crazy. So yeah, so we uh, we'll be back next time. Episodes twenty one through twenty six of Wilfred L's Thundercats. Um, what are we What are we doing after that? It's a good question, Andy. I think it's your pick. Is it? Yeah, oh, it sounds like someone has an idea and asked that question just so we would ask them. Uh-huh. <laughs> Annie, what are we doing next now that you bring it up? We're going to do our first two-season two season show. Oh. What? Andy's breaking the rules. We didn't oh, talk about this. No, I did, not, I, I did not ask for permission. Andy didn't no. clear this with the squad. No. Um. I guys, can I do a two season show next? We're gonna have to. What we're gonna it? have to bring this to the higher ups. Yeah, we're um, gonna have to bring this before the council. Yeah. Should I say what show I want to do? Like, what if you guys turn me down? We'll say well, it, and then that'll be part of the deliberation. Right. I I want to cover. Say it, maybe you can bring like a real public a public effort. Like you're really rallying the community around this, so that the council has no choice but to agree with you. I want to cover gaycation. Is it mm. is gaycation what it's called or is that like yeah gaycation is the name okay. of the show? Uh, it's Ellen Page's documentary series about what it's like to be queer all over the world. Huh. So it's her going on vacation with her best friend who is also gay, and um, they like just interview and talk to queer people uh, in places like Russia and Jamaica. And uh, Japan um, and the U.S. It's very good. I don't know if we can review that because it's a documentary series. We did did reality shows. Yeah, but they had a narrative of some kind. They had a a, they had elements that were scripted and that we could critique. So, well, here's the thing. We'll talk about it. Here's the thing. Let's let's uh, let's 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 tear back the curtain a little bit and let people in on on some things that are happening. Um, We're trying to mix things up a little bit. 
so I, 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 I like my, my first thought is, yes, Evan, that's that's a tough show to do, because what's the narrative? My other thought is the hell is ending pending anymore. You know, let's let's like figure it out through trial by fire and then do some shows that are a little different and figure out what what this show is moving forward, because we got it. We got we, we got to keep stay fresh. We got to stay hot with the times. The kids are all on TikTok and that has nothing to do with this, but that's where they are. Um, and so if maybe, we're tick, then maybe next time we got to talk. Maybe it would be hard to cover in the traditional sense that we cover it. But um, I don't know. It's a show that I really love that I wish got a third season. And um, I want to talk about it. Well, check back in and uh, see how we figure out how we're going to because even I mean, even just doing a two season show, that's like really tearing up the floorboards and, and you know seeing what's under there so we'll uh we'll have to do some do some business meetings to see how we figure this one out but i'm excited i'm interested in this topic and uh, we'll see how it goes yeah. what do you think Kevin? I'm, I'm up i'm up for a change of pace love it love that love that for us um little bit of housekeeping um we are no longer a part of any network uh, of course, you know that our, our network that we have been on for years has uh, has come to an end and um, we are not a part of a network moving forward. Uh, we are still very good friends with uh, some of the folks from that, that remain from uh, from previous network, the, the, um, the network formerly known as Lunar Light, the network. Yes. Currently still unnamed, I think, but they're. They're working on that. Yeah, we are. We are just uh, as as I just said, we're trying to, you know, really do some uh, extreme home makeover on ending pending. And we just thought it would be best to, to focus on on the products that are in front of us. So uh, we, we appreciate everything that we have been given, the friendships that we have made along the way. And we are excited for what is coming for ending pending. Definitely keep your ear to the ground because there are other new cool things happening outside of just, uh, you know, trying to, to push the format to its limits. Can, um, can I say to too that if you were supporting us on Patreon, mm -hmm. we, mm -hmm. one, we want to thank you. Um, we yes. are very sorry that you were, you thought you were supporting us and we never got that financial support. Yeah. Ever that is probably something we should we should outright that you know we however you have supported us in the past we very like Andy said we appreciate it but none of that money reached us or any other host of the network that was once known as Lunar Light Studio so super bummer we apologize immensely for that we had literally no control in that we matter. got screwed um, yeah, yeah 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 we're not we're not getting any kind of financial support from that system anymore so we're gonna have other ways that you right. can support us if you want to and 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 by any more um ever we well, have never yeah, never, yeah. never yeah. did so so you know which is unfortunate for everyone who who donated um we, we again we thank you we are sorry um and we just hope that in the future if if you uh, feel comfortable supporting us again, then we can uh, give you the avenue with which to do that. So this is we will say is it is all us. It is all our own ownership. And it's always been our own ownership. It is all our own management at this point. Um, and if if that hopefully that will make you feel more comfortable if you decide to uh, do some supporting of us in the future. We hope you will consider it. Um, buy an ad spot. Buy an ad spot. Yeah. Uh, we'll we'll have new ways that you can support us, whether it's financially or just as encouragement sake. Um, one of those ways will certainly be ads, uh, just like trans artists of the day. Make sure you check out uh, at trans underscore artist on Twitter. Um, all that to say, cool things are coming and we are excited that you are with us. We are excited that we are doing our own thing and just, you know, excited to be excited about something in this real mm -hmm. rough time. Mm -hmm. You know, 
Um, follow us on Twitter at Pending Pod. Follow us on Instagram at Ending Pending. Follow us on Facebook at Pending Pod. You can send us an email, PendingPod at gmail.com. We have gotten some emails. Uh, oh, recently. that's encouraging. Um, or. Yeah, it's about, about show recommendations and stuff. Um, there's all kinds of cool stuff happening. Um, send us an email. Okay, of course, now that you know that we're opening the floodgates to two-season shows and, and other things like that, I mean, just just toss some things in the cannon and throw them our way. Yeah, you never you know? know. You never We'd know what might just happen. talk to you about television. Yeah. Um, and as always, I'm Ronnie. I'm Andy. I don't remember how to do this part. <laughs> I don't. I, I forgot what, what how we been, how we do it. It's been too long. Um, it's been too long. We're we're never doing Firefly. Long. We're never doing Firefly. That's right. Except maybe now we will. Who God knows? is dead. There are no rules. <laughs> there are no rules. Maybe we will someday do Firefly. Get soup for your family. <laughs> It's just soup for my family.